Hello, hello. Welcome back to Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I'm still that bitch. <laughs> Hosted by me, Plutonian Aquarius. I don't think I'm going to go with PA. I like Plutonian Aquarius. I always just say the full shebang. So Plutonian Aquarius it is. I hope you guys are excited for today's episode. Because we're going to be talking about sun signs. And I think anybody who's just even a bit familiar with astrology, they'll know what I'm talking about. And they'll be able to follow. And I'll try and break it down as much as possible. But I hope that this is something that nearly everybody will try and enjoy. But regardless, thank you for coming back for episode three. I hope my voice staying great on your nerves that much that you're back for more. Try not to be that obnoxious, but I can't help it. I like making different voices. I love modulating. I love using different tones. It's probably because uh, I don't actually like the sound of my voice, so I'm always a little bit uncomfortable when I'm speaking to some degree. I don't know if you can tell. So the voice will always change. <laughs> but again, I really, really appreciate all the support that I've been getting. There have been several people that have just been privately messaging me after listening to the episodes. And honestly, you have no idea how much that means to me. Because again, when I started this podcast, I started it with the intention that this was simply going to be my outlet, my creative outlet. And something that would just be meant for me because I love astrology. And all of this knowledge has to go somewhere, right? It's just loitering around in my brain. And knowing that people are actually gravitating towards this, just it means the world. Because this is something that I'm just so passionate about. And I enjoy. It just, honestly, like, if I'm sad, talking about astrology will make me happy. It's that simple. And I am so moody. <laughs> so the fact that this can cheer me up just like that, and that people actually enjoy this, and I'm on cloud nine all the time. <laughs> it's great. So again, thank you. However, before I start, I have to mention disclaimers. And there, it, there's always disclaimers. And I just always remember them after I say them. And then I'm like, okay, I, don't, I just don't want to re-add it in and then re-record. You'd think that I would think to write these down, but I'm so bad. And as soon as I think about it, it's gone out of my head. But these two disclaimers are very, very important and thus have to be mentioned <laughs> all the way in episode three. Disclaimer number one, astrology is not a substitute for professional help. If you are going through an acute crisis, whether that be emotionally or mentally, go out and seek the services that are meant to help you in those moments whether that be psychiatric services, other alternative holistic methods that work for you. You can think of it as a heart attack. When you're having a heart attack, they say to go to the hospital, but we also know that preventative strategies for a heart attack involve exercising, making sure that you have like small amounts of salt in your diet to prevent you from getting a heart attack. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Eat your veggies, right? But if you have a heart attack, you have to go to the hospital and get it treated right away. Because in those moments, exercise is not going to help. 
that low sodium diet or that low salt diet isn't going to help in the moment, right? Afterwards, when your heart is better, then you can go and use those strategies that they said, go out and exercise, go out and have that low sodium diet because they'll prevent you from ever getting to that crazy stage, that acute stage where you have a heart attack. And you can think of that the same way. So in the moment when you're going through this emotional crisis, as great as astrology is, it won't be able to help you get back down to your normal baseline. So once you're back at that baseline, then you can use astrology as a guide because it's just simply meant as a tool. It doesn't actually change your life unless you're working with it actively. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you're not in that mindset, right? So astrology at that moment can just serve as a coping mechanism to make sure that you don't get to that really acute stage. And that's what I've done in the past. It's been my form of coping mechanism, essentially. Whenever I've, I notice that I'm getting triggered by something, I actually have to sit down and ask myself, why was I triggered? And I'm only able to do that when I'm in that state where I'm able to actively think. If I'm emotionally drowning, no way am I going to be able to do that. Nope. I will be pessimistic. I will be crying. There's no talking to me. And in those moments, astrology won't work for me. And so I actually have, I actually had to go out and seek the help that I needed and have somebody actually help me decipher through everything that I was going through. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I do not want to take accountability. (laughs) If astrology does not change your life and if my podcast does not change your life. And while this podcast is under the category of self-help, that's all it really is. Like you have to be in that state to be able to help yourself. And while it is an alternative form, it's not everything that exists to help individuals. And that's all. Disclaimer number two, which goes along the lines of accountability. And I've had several people tell me this over the years, being like, well, she told me that she did this because she's a Libra. How is that fair? Why does she get away with it? And it's true. She shouldn't. She should not. Astrology is not an excuse to justify your behaviors and your actions. Okay? I've always mentioned that there is both a positive and a negative manifestation of just each sign, each placement. And it's up to you if you choose to follow the good or follow the bad. I have no control over that. And And if you guys are out there doing not so great things, I do not want to be held accountable whatsoever. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm just putting that out there. As I'm, I mentioned this before, what you do with this information is up to you. You can identify with it, or it can just be random useless knowledge that some random girl on the internet told you about. That's it. But don't use it to justify bad behavior. Because the whole purpose of astrology for me And what I want this podcast to be is that I want you to be the best version of yourself. And so while we can get into the habit of simply identifying with the bad 
And it's easy to get into that. I totally agree. I've done it before several times over the years. We have to strive towards moving towards the positive because that's the only way we can become better functioning individuals, just not only for others, but for ourselves as well. It's great to be healthy, guys. And it's not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally. (laughs) So please, 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 if you're going to be breaking somebody's car, don't say it's because you're a Scorpio. Say it's because you really wanted to break their car. Okay? Be accountable for your own actions. Don't blame the stars and planets. Even though sometimes it's really nice and easy to. <laughs> I, I love saying it. I can't think right now because the Mercury's in the retrograde, so my brain's not working. I see, I can't, I can't even film, say a proper sentence. I do that all the time because I actually do struggle to talk a lot. I think I'm, it's because I'm in my head a lot. But don't be me. Okay? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Moving on to the main, main feature. And that is the sun sign. So what is that? So anyone, again, even familiar with a little bit of astrology, they'll be familiar with sun signs. We use our birthdays, just our birthday, nothing else, to determine our sun sign. So when somebody is looking at compatibility, I know they like to look at sun signs. So, you know, the person that's like, well, when's your birthday? I want to know if we're compatible. It's because they're just asking about your sun sign. Now, personally, I don't think sun signs are the best to determine if you're compatible with somebody. You can look to their moon sign, your moon sign, or your Venus. That's a good place to start. And again, good place to start. Compatibility is so much more complex than that. And again, I've mentioned that intention is everything. If you like to be around somebody, that's all it takes. Astrology can simply just be a confirmation. Hmm. So, then why do we even care about the sun if there's so many other facets to our personality? Well, we should. So, when it comes to the most basic definition of what the sun means for your personality, you can think of what the sun means the imagery of the sun, to really understand the concept. And oftentimes, I'll be using a lot of imagery to help solidify themes and ideas. And that's because themes and, like, imagery was what was used in the past to help us understand the world around us. And astrology was one way like way, way traditional astrology back in the days when they actually used it to determine fate, which we don't actually use that much now, or we shouldn't. Imagery was used. And a lot of the imagery was based on myths. And you'll see that a lot of like Greek myths, Roman myths, Egyptian myths, they all have the same underlying themes, but they just have different names maybe different timelines and all, and you can use all of those universal themes and concepts to help you understand different ideas in astrology, which is super, super cool. But it's like, it took me a while to like try and decipher through things. So it's up to you to pick and choose 
what it is that you relate to and can help you understand certain things. So the sun in our galaxy is quite literally the center of our universe. All the planets revolve around the sun. The sun provides a lot of energy and light and warmth to each and every single planet in its own way. At least for Earth, that's exactly what the sun does. The sun makes us warm and fuzzy, gives us a lot of vitamin D and makes us feel happy. Right? Like when I don't get enough sun, which I don't because I'm in the northern hemisphere. So I'm always vitamin D deficient no matter how much I bathe in the sunlight. I am not happy if I don't get enough sun. But when I do, oh, it's amazing. Right? I could fall asleep in the sun. The warm, the warmth is just so, so serene. And you can think of that same idea when it comes to your personality. Your sun represents what makes you feel good and what makes you shine. Now, the simplest definition down to one word is that it represents our ego. And our ego is what we are aware of. Like, there's so many different psychological terms for ego, but I think I'll probably just use the Freudian idea of ego. It's what you are aware of. And so the sun is the personality. Because the personality is what we're aware of. We're aware of the things that make us who we are. But mm, there's a lot of us that don't actually identify with our son until way, way later on in our, in our lives. And that's because we don't really know who we are until we go through life, until we work through building our personality by making mistakes, by going through several different experiences to make us. So we don't actually learn what makes us shine and makes us feel good until way, way later on in life. And I've mentioned this. I find that most people don't actually start identifying with their son until they're maybe later on in 25, usually around the time our brain develops. And we can start to decipher what it is that's important to us and what doesn't serve us anymore. And going back to the idea that the sun is our personality. So while there can be other factors and elements that make it hard for you to identify with your sun, you always should be feeling your sun to some capacity. And if you haven't, you probably haven't been able to figure out what it is that makes you feel good. Because when we're growing up, we're fed a lot of messages through our early environment, whether that be through our parents, whether that be through like our friends, the teachers, our school environment, even relationships that we have when we're growing up, whether that be romantic, that tell us who we are rather than us telling the world who we are, right? And why is that? Because think about how many times you've met that confident person. And sometimes your knee-jerk reaction is to be like, they're real full of themselves. They're so cocky. Who the hell do they think they are? Who are they? 
What the heck? God, maybe they're a narcissist. Like, yeah, people go so far to say that they're a narcissist because they know who they are. And that's because perhaps as a society, we don't like it when somebody is confident and is true to who they are. Because the moment that you tell the world who you are and what you want to be, <sighs> the world tells you that it's not a good idea and that makes you selfish. And so I've met several people, and I've been one of those people too, that refuse to shine and refuse to step into the spotlight, which is a huge, huge, huge theme for your son. Stepping into the spotlight. Because I thought that I was going to take away from somebody's light if I did that. That I was going to be selfish. And that the way that we should interact in a society to keep everybody happy. To keep everybody happy. Another theme. To keep everybody else happy. And to make sure that everything around me is going smoothly. Is if I let go of who I am. And I don't step in to the spotlight and I don't figure out what it is that makes me all fuzzy and warm on the inside. Because the moment that you do that, you're considered self-centered and people don't like that. But the reason we don't like that is because we've been conditioned to be that way. And so... You can see that the idea of self-esteem and confidence go hand in hand when it comes to your son. The only way we build our personality is when we build our self-esteem. And in a world that's trying to tear us down all the time, self-esteem is something that just takes years to build. So of course it makes sense that you don't feel the beautiful energy and warmth of your son until way, way later on in life. And for, some of, and for those of you that have been able to do that earlier, that's amazing. And where are you? I want to feel your warmth. I want to see you in action. And can you give me some tips? Because <laughs> it took me a while. And even then, I'm, I have those days where I'm like, Ugh, I can't do this. Uh-uh. I just want to be a dark cloud. And maybe that is what makes you feel ooey-gooey on the inside and makes you feel fuzzy and warm, being a dark cloud. You do you, boo. <laughs> so it's our conscious desire it's the conscious force within us now that I gets into a little bit of an esoteric concept but don't worry I love explaining this stuff and that is what I am here for so conscious desire is what I like to call the divine masculine so when it comes to the divine masculine and feminine, I don't mean that in terms of gender binaries whatsoever. The divine masculine and feminine resides within all of us. And it has to reside within us so that we can become balanced individuals. The masculine side within you is the side that loves to be assertive, is true to who they are, that lets the world know who they are and takes charge and takes action. Obviously in a 
in a righteous and a responsible way. Not where you're tearing down others or you're bulldozing over people to do the right thing. No, you're doing the right thing because it's true to you. And that's what divine masculine energy is. Again, when I talk about these concepts, I always mean it from an energetic perspective. I believe energies are a lot more true to our personalities than what the stereotypical societal concepts of gender binaries are. Again, because gender, again, is a social construct, so it makes sense to talk about energies more because it's more pertaining to your personality. So the sun, in that sense, represents the masculine within you. And that's the side of you that knows how to be assertive and knows how to shine because that's a very mas- that is a very masculine concept from, again, an esoteric perspective. And not from like a toxic masculinity perspective. And that's, that's why it's called toxic masculinity. You don't have to bulldoze, or, bulldoze over others to make yourself be known. No, no, no. You simply just have to be assertive, not aggressive. So the relationship that you'll have with your son is a relationship that you have within the masculine side within you. When you're afraid to be assertive, you're afraid to show the sun the qualities of your sun sign, and you're afraid to step into the sun into the spotlight. Now, the feminine is the complement to the masculine or the sun, which is the moon. So, the feminine side is the side of you that is emotional, that is intuitive, and that is receptive, that can take a step back and receive energy around you. It's the side of you that makes you vulnerable. And there is power in being vulnerable. And that is why you need to be both feminine and masculine to be a balanced individual. And both are very necessary concepts. And and astrology always takes that into consideration. So going back to the idea of the divine masculine... Our early childhood environments are usually the best example of telling us how we treat ourselves and how we go about viewing the world. So the sun represents the masculine and the relationship you have with your own masculinity will come, will probably come from your early childhood environment. It's always a common culprit. Now, depending on who was a more masculine figure in your life, will teach you how to be assertive, how to stand out and be confident. And traditionally, and this is where I have to say traditionally, some people had father figures who embodied the more masculine energy. And that's because society prefers it when men are assertive. Because if they are being aggressive, people are like, oh, yeah, they're being assertive. But really, they could be toxic and being toxic, toxic masculine men. <laughs> so that's, that's where this distinction is. I hope that makes sense. 
So depending on what you saw growing up as a child, it'll give you an idea of how you could go about expressing your own masculine side. So oftentimes, the relationship you have with your father will be indicated by your sun sign. For example, I'm an Aquarius sun. So Aquarius suns are a little bit more emotionally detached. Um, they're thinking about bigger pictures because they're focused on humanitarian causes. So they want to make sure that their ideas and the things that they are, and like the, yeah, the ideas that they have are helping the most people and that it's mainly for greater good. And so sometimes it's harder to focus on one-on-one -on -one because how can you do that when you're thinking about the greater good? And so oftentimes the relationship that I had with my dad growing up was that we were actually quite detached from each other. And that wasn't really a bad thing. Like it worked for us both. And I actually prefer it. Aquarians also, because it's the sign of unconventionality, we had a very unconventional relationship. So my dad didn't coddle me. And while he wasn't always present in my life growing up because of other circumstances, it wasn't a bad thing because I learned to be independent because that, that's who I was as an Aquarius son. Like I preferred to just have the space to do my own thing. And he always let me shine. He had no problems with me marching to the beat of my own drum. I didn't act like regular kids. And that didn't bother him at all. He was like, yeah, okay, that's just her. That's her personality. My dad's a Capricorn son. <laughs> so he, he views things a little bit more, for lack of a better word, simply. He doesn't, he doesn't overthink it. He was like, yeah, that's just who she is. It's, it's okay. And I was, I, that's, that is who I was. I, was. I could be left alone to my own devices for hours. And I was, I was a happy camper. And when I was back and ready to interact with my parents, they were always just there. And so because of that, it taught me a lot about what my, it taught me a lot about my relationship with my own masculine side. That was that I have no problems now. Just kidding. I did have some problems, but you know, that was for other reasons. But my dad was a healthy masculine figure in my life. And he taught me that it's okay for me to simply just be my own person and that I shouldn't be ashamed of it. And that, ha that is what has given me quite a bit of confidence in my life and when it comes to asserting my masculine side. And for the most part, like I haven't really struggled and I am, and I am very, very lucky for that. And I do agree that I'm very privileged. And oftentimes the sun sign will tell you how you view that masculine energy that you grew up with. So it can mean how you grew up with your father or how you know how you it could mean that too, the relationship you had, but how you viewed your father. It doesn't mean that they have to be the same sun sign as you. It just means that that is how that was your perception of your father. And so Growing up as well, my dad was very, he was a humanitarian and he still is to this day. I didn't always see him a lot because he was off busy doing things that was helping other people, uh, where he was helping other people. And that was always on his mind was what can I do to make things easier 
for the people around me, whether that be personal family members or like even random strangers. He's just like, okay, well, how will this action of mine affect what the others around me? And so that is something that I grew up with. And I, for the most part, because I didn't grow, grow into my son's son until way later in life, because what do we usually identify with when we're kids? The rising sun! Yay! Wow, it's like I'm actually teaching a class, but there are no students to tell me the answers. They're in my head, metaphorically. So as my rising sun is a Scorpio. So growing up, I was like, Ew, Dad, you should be focused on yourself. Why are we so focused on other people and helping people? Especially people that don't do anything for us. Like, I was jaded. I definitely was. For a whole myriad of other reasons. So I didn't really appreciate this display of goodwill that he had for the world and society. In fact, I actually despised him. <laughs> yeah, despised. It's a big, heavy word. For a while, because of that. Because I'm like, what the heck, man? What about me? But by doing that, I was actually refusing. I actually was, in a way, refusing to let my son out. And I was hiding that light within me. Because that's what the sun is. It's the light. It's what helps you come into the light. And I didn't want to step into it. I didn't want to feel warm and fuzzy. Because I didn't think that that's what made me feel warm and fuzzy. Until like way later on in life. And I was like, wait a damn minute. Shit, I am like my father. I am literally in a profession where I have to help people. <laughs> like I just like subconsciously chose it. To the point, and then I think my dad sat me down and he was like, why did you choose this? It is not a profession that is well-respected and appreciated. I'm like, but this is what I always knew I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. And he was like, what? Huh? I was like, but that, remember, that is what you taught me. And he's mortified. <laughs> he actually is because as parents, we want to protect our kids and my dad does see how tired I am, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm definitely exhausted, but it's what makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And it's what's true to me. But obviously, like your career and your profession, like it's determined by other factors too. But, but the sun sign in its own way is what tells you your conscious desire and your conscious aspirations. And so because the sun is the center of the universe, you can think of the sun sign telling you what the goals in this lifetime are for you that you wish to achieve. And that comes with finding out who you are. So again, that doesn't happen until later on in life when we actually start identifying with the traits that make up our personality, which again is your sun sign. So you can see that as a child, I didn't really identify with my sun sign. No, I was stuck in my Scorpio mindset. But you'll see that in the next episode that sometimes it's your moon sign that you identify with as a child because that's what a lot of children actually present themselves as, their moon sign, not so much their sun. And so it wasn't until later on in life 
when I'm when I started building my own personality and going through the different experiences that make up who who I would be made my mistakes where I learned that this is what it this is who I am and this is what makes me happy and this is what makes me shine and that was being humanitarian and being different and Oftentimes you'll find if you don't identify with the traits of your sun sign when you're younger, the universe kind of throws curveballs at you. And the universe loves doing that. And your birth chart will tell you actually why you're getting all these curveballs. It helps you identify the different themes that go on in your life. And so you'll probably keep getting these curveballs or these themes pop up into your life that'll force you to your sun sign traits I was like I'm when I was a child I was like I'm just gonna make money and you know do my own thing and that's it and then I ended up realizing that this isn't what I really truly wanted like I ended up trying to choose different areas in life where I could be just a person who works the nine to five goes to work makes their money And simply does whatever they want with their money. When in reality, I realized that that isn't what was fulfilling me. Because I was denying that masculine side. That fire within me. And so, I kept getting other messages as well. Because Aquarius is also about being different. As a child... Every time I tried to fit in, it never worked. Like, ever. <laughs> like, every time I tried to go along with what the cool kids were doing, like, it just backfired on me because, like, it just it didn't come natural to me. I didn't know. I didn't have the same interests as them. I just didn't. But I tried to. I tried to, I tried to be like them. I swear I'm not being a pick-me girl. <laughs> I swear. But, yeah, like, I just, it's just because I didn't have the same interests as them, and it just came across really awkward, and people could pick up on that. And obviously, if you're a little bit awkward, you get picked on. And so, of course, I got bullied as a kid because of that. They're like, get out. We don't want you around us. I'm like, okay. But then I also realized that if I was being myself, that was a problem. And that's probably why I tried to fit in. Because as kids, we love trying to fit in. And by trying to fit in, we end up rejecting the qualities of our sun sign. And when you do that, again, the universe is going to throw curveballs. And so when I tried to fit in, it didn't work. And when I was just being myself, it also didn't work out. So I ended up realizing that no matter what I do, people are always going to have a problem with me. So I might as well do whatever the heck I want that makes me happy. Granted, I'm not going off like hurting people. I was fun and solid. And now that I'm older, people actually keep telling me, they're like, you're so authentic. I love talking to you. And I'm over here like, what? I'm just, I'm just me. And that's what it is. I am just me. And that is just such a foreign concept in this day and age now. Because every time you're just choosing to be yourself and doing the things that make you feel good, you're labeled as selfish. Which is so weird because the true definition of selfish is where you take without giving. Not being who you want to be, right? And so you can see that once you build that self-esteem and that confidence, 
you master the traits of your sun sign. And it's very important to master the traits of your sun sign, whether you believe it or not, because it's that conscious desire. It's your aspirations and the goals that you want to achieve in life. And that can only come when you truly embrace the things that make you happy. Because the sun is meant to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And I will keep saying that, warm and fuzzy. And again, this podcast, making this podcast makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Because I get to be me. I get to be the little weird astrology girl that gets to have these conversations with herself about astrology. And knowing that maybe it might be able to help somebody the same way that it helped me is what gets me going. Like, creative pursuits have always made me feel nervous because I didn't want to step into the spotlight because I didn't think I was capable or that I was, I would have good content. It's as simple as that. When in reality, none of that should matter. The fact that I like what I'm doing is more than enough. And it's true. Every time I start a podcast, I get the jitters. But then once I'm actually going with the flow and just letting it all pour, like I am so much more happier after. And so you should try and sit down and find out what the traits of your sun sign are and see that and ask yourself, are you rejecting them? And maybe that might help you. It might be a key to helping you figure out where those self-esteem issues are. And if it may be something that is preventing you from fully coming into yourself and your power. And who knows, maybe there's something in the back of your head that's kind of just nudging you and telling you that something's off and that you don't really feel at peace with yourself. And maybe it's because you're you're not asserting yourself. You're, you're not embracing your masculine side. And we need both our masculine and our feminine always in order to be functioning individuals. And so that's why Leos, which are traditionally ruled by the sun, the, the, like, like the classic, the classic, classic, like, definition that I've always heard to put them down is that they're narcissists and that they're self-centered. When in reality, that's not true. If they're showing the positive manifestations, they're simply just being true to who they are. They know who they are. They know what they bring to the table. And that is not something to be ashamed of. And if anything, that should be admired. And that's why when you're around certain Leos, you just feel warm and fuzzy around them. They make you feel great about themselves because that's what you should be doing. You should feel great about yourself. And the sun is the best indicator of that. It's what makes you feel great about yourself. And when you do, it makes it so much more easier to approach life and go out and grab those goals and achieve them, right? And so it's not a bad thing to know who you are. Not at all. It does not make you self-centered. Self-centered is when you only care about yourself and that you don't think twice about how your actions and well, the actions that you do for you affect others. And if it's simply, and it's, if it's actually physically hurting somebody or, 
overwhelming them where they're afraid to approach you, then maybe you are being self-centered. But if, if the reaction is that, well, it's just intimidating them and it's making somebody question their own confidence, then chances are these individuals, they aren't actually in touch with their own self-esteem. And it, if anything, it's just triggering. So no, that doesn't make you self-centered. It makes you confident. It's only when you tell people how they should be, you judge people for not living up to the same way that you are, it's when you get self-centered. But again, obviously there's many different interpretations of being self-centered. So don't quote me on it. But all I'm saying is that it's not, it should not be something to be ashamed of to simply just be yourself and that is what the sun reminds you to be to simply just be yourself and when you are that's when you shine and that's how you step into the spotlight and the right people around you will let you embrace the spotlight because they won't dim away from their light because they're confident in their own their own capabilities and that's what it means to have a healthy relationship with your own masculinity So I always like to end off with a little bit of traits for each of the signs. So going along the themes of what makes you feel warm and fuzzy and what makes you feel confident. Aries, you, f- you become a more confident individual and build that self-esteem when you're a goal setter and you go out and you simply... Go out and have those impulsive, spontaneous decisions that you want. And that's why they always say Aryans are trailblazers. So go out and just pursue what it is that ever your heart desires. And it's okay to be impulsive because that is what makes you feel warm and fuzzy. And again, these are all just positive manifestations that I talk about. You can think of the other end of the spectrum as a negative manifestation. And you don't want to work on that. With Taurus, Taurians love stability. Stability that they create with their own hands. And taking, to- and taking life one step at a time. And quite literally, stopping to smell the roses. They know how to appreciate the world through their five senses. Gemini comes into the spotlight when they embrace the side that loves communicating that loves exploring all the various ideas that they have whether that be through different people different outlets through media is another example but communication is so big for Gemini's and that is what gives them their confidence cancers build their confidence when they embrace their emotional side their vulnerable side And quite literally, let their emotions run their desires. Because maybe growing up, they didn't want to be that emotional person. Mm, Oh, next, Leos. Leos just shine naturally. They shine when they accept themselves for who they are. And they know, and they basically embrace 
themselves, knowing that they are just as valid as anybody else around them. And it's as simple as that, which is great. <laughs> they know how to do it. Just kidding. Sometimes it's hard. It's probably usually hard. Haha, <laughs> self-esteem issues. We all have them. Virgos come into the spotlight when they become of service to others and they become these individuals that know how to help people in ways that are tangible. Libras find their confidence by being the harmonious individuals that go around seeking, well, beauty in everything that they do. And also, they go around balancing everything. So they like maintaining the balance when it comes to relationships, environments that they're in. Scorpios, they build their self-esteem by embracing the side of them that is intense, that likes digging beneath the surface. And yes, getting in touch with their own emotional vulnerability. And also, when it comes to digging below the surface, it also means embracing their shadow side. Mm, what's next? Oh, Sagittarius. Sagittarius! Oh, lovely fiery sign. I feel like it's so easy for them to embrace, but honestly, that's questionable because, again, everybody's different. They become confident when they embrace their expansive side, the side that enjoys exploring and being around different cultures and also different spiritual elements and ideas. So Sagittarians, like, they love. The stereotype is that they love going to different countries and just expanding their horizons. Capricorns, they build their self-esteem when they embrace their hardworking and disciplined side. And honestly, when they're actually quite focused on their goals. As weird as that sounds, but... That's the Saturn energy in play. I've already really talked a lot about Aquarians because of me. But again, you build your confidence by simply being the unconventional rebel. But obviously, don't be a rebel without a cause. Or you just embrace the side of you that is weird. Quirky. <laughs> Sorry, pick me girl again. Quirky and simply is true to who they are. It's that simple. And again, your humanitarian side that wishes to help others. And Pisceans, they build their confidence by accepting their dreamy artistic side and that vivid imagination that they have that can so clearly connect with so many people around them. And again, because it's also a water sign like Cancer and Scorpio, they have to embrace their emotional vulnerability as well. But yes, that's all I have for the sun signs. Again, though, you'll find that the areas in your life play a huge role in helping you embrace your sun side. And what is the areas in your life? The houses! So depending on where your sun is located, it can tell you the areas in your life that you're supposed to bring forth your self-confidence. And it'll probably give you an indication of how or what your goals are in regards to your sun sign. 
sent in your first house, you're probably meant to express yourself to the highest degree and let the world know who you are. If it's in your second house, you're supposed to bring forth that confidence and self-esteem when it comes to financial matters. So I already really give an overview of all of the houses. So I'm not really going to go into it, but I do want you to apply that idea of what gives you confidence in your self-esteem into the general themes of each house to give you an indicator of the areas in your life that you need to shine in and you need to step into the spotlight. So if you are a bit confused, you can go back to my first episode where I just give a general overview of the houses. But in later like episodes, I will probably be talking about like specific placements, for example, like sun in your fourth house and what that means. Because again, you can talk about one little, little tiny detail in a bird chart for hours. Like that's how amazing it is. Final note though, that I wanted to mention, because the sun represents how you view the masculine in your life, oftentimes if you are attracted to masculine energies, depending on whatever you identify with, and that is what you prefer when you're in a relationship with somebody, like you prefer that they exert a little bit more masculine side because everybody has a masculine and feminine, you'll find that the relationship that you have with masculine figures will be defined by your sun sign. But obviously that's not everything. Like your Mars also plays a role. But depending on if you have maybe a difficult relationship with masculine figures, your sun, and depending on what else is going on with your sun and other aspects, it changes things up a bit, right? Versus somebody else that is a bit more confident with their masculine side and is, able, and is comfortable around masculine figures. That is all I have. I talked for quite a bit about sun signs because I really wanted to hone in on the idea that the sun is a large part of your personality and your self-esteem. And when I talk about concepts, I always like to get into the general, like esoteric ideas rather than droning you guys on and on about like all the little nitty gritty things because then it's just, it's boring. <laughs> And it doesn't always help you try and improve yourself. Again, thank you, everybody, for staying this long. Next episode will be about moon signs. And that is more about your emotional landscape. I find that everybody really enjoys talking about moon signs. Thank you, thank you again, everybody. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>